This is Energon Addict, and welcome to Verbally Challenged. Awesome. I think we are already recording, just, just so you don't hit the button and, and stop recording on accident. Just, just kind of so you know. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, let me just hit it and whatever. So just catch whatever and then, um, you know, get the proper intro. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Verbally Challenged. I'm Harrick and the X, and joining me tonight, sliding over from the fellow Cool Table show, building up to it, my co-host for the evening, Paul C. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up? Glad to be here. All right, man. Happy to have you. Really look forward to these things. We're going to be discussing WWE Fastlane tonight, the final pit stop on this road to WrestleMania. Um, before we get into the nitty-gritty details of the pay-per-view, uh, what were your overall thoughts? Did you enjoy it? I did surprisingly. Um, I think we talked before. Like I'm in general for the like the non-big pay-per-views. I'm I'm just I'm kind of meh on them because I feel like there's almost they they don't space them out well enough that sometimes there's just too many and they can't they can't work any storylines in or anything like that. And this time they actually not only did it lead up to WrestleMania in this case and progress storylines, they actually had a storyline within the actual pay-per-view itself, and it worked out really well. I think that that really kind of enhanced the overall. Uh, enjoyment of the show and the action was actually quite good it's it's interesting it kind of showed a disparity in the talent level and kind of where they are between smackdown and raw in my opinion Mm -hmm. um uh, and kind of what what you can tell what the focus is um uh, on, on each of the brands um and kind of the difference between the the men's and women's roster on each of the shows but overall I was surprisingly enjoying the show. Like it, it was much better than I thought it would be. <laughs> mm, it's interesting you bring up that dichotomy because I wasn't really paying attention, but then now, like thinking over some of the matches here on the pay per view, like you're absolutely right. And uh, so we'll discuss that as we're going through the matches. And then, and just like you said, I was kind of pleasantly surprised also by the show. You know, I think we discussed on a previous episode where, like, man, there's a lot of pay per views, and we always feel like. WrestleMania should have a, a little bit of a longer build without a big show in between, just because, you know, WrestleMania, they, they build up to be such a big show. It's the granddaddy of them all, you know? So um, when you have a pay-per-view that's like, you know, three weeks before WrestleMania, it kind of seems like it takes the luster off a little bit, but um, the action and the storylines that they did here kind of did serve a purpose um, leading up to that big show. So that actually was a pleasant surprise. For sure. Um, coming out of this so uh let's get right into it the uh, show emanated from cleveland ohio which was the hometown of the miz and uh he was in the actual opening bout of the pay-per-view but they did actually have a match on the kickoff show and that happened to be the new day versus rusev and shinsuke nakamura which seems to be a kind of random new <laughs> pairing on smackdown and uh from what i heard this was a super last minute addition like the new day didn't even know <laughs> that they you were going to be in the match until like the friday or saturday before um before the pay-per-view so um I actually, to change. <laughs> yeah exactly it's so funny so uh i actually didn't see this um again because i actually i caught the pay-per-view late so i watched the main pay-per-view and this wasn't on it so again lending credence to that what we say that you know shit that happens in the pre-show don't count um but if you got the chance to see this what did you think 
I did not actually watch it um, because once I I saw that, well, I was initially going to watch the the, the pre-show because I thought, I'm like, this is supposed to be where the Rey Andrade match was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was already upset about that. Like that, that, there's no way that should have been a pre-show match because those two are amazing and they've had great matches. But then when I saw that was like being changed and they were going to be on the main card, I was like, screw it. I don't need to watch it. But but from what I've heard about this also, about the pre-show match, is that it, it is really just it was all storyline for the most part to set up angles later on in the in the main show so in general you didn't really need to it, it wasn't too big a deal that that neither of us really watched it other than the fact that <laughs> yes they're they're trying to push like i don't know why five Rusev seven nakamura are a team other than like look they're both foreign they should be together or something like that. They're both forward and they used to be U.S. champion. So throw those two together, I guess, as, as a tag team. It just seemed a very strange thing um, to, to have them as like a viable threat, even though both of them are great. And we, we have both mentioned how much we like both of them individually. It's just a very strange combination to have Rusev and, and, and Nakamura to get, like, as a tag team now when they were battling each other for so long beforehand so it's just weird <laughs> yeah dude coming off of that that u.s title feud like you said and um you know they both kind of you know flipped the title back and forth um you know i think i forgot who rusev lost it to and then they just started teaming up like just randomly and then you know and they're not really getting much of a push like you know it's kind of like a random pairing they i don't even know if they've explained you know why they still are together like after <laughs> these few weeks you know because again with smackdown it's like sometimes you see them sometimes you don't um you know so it's just i don't know and then to just throw them here against the new day last minute on the pre-show um you know like you said they were setting up storylines for later in the evening uh kofi kingston leading up to this pay-per-view was originally going to be the one facing daniel bryan for the wwe championship uh mr mcmahon threw a wrench in those plans and named kevin owens to be kofi kingston's replacement so kofi out of the title match um before this match went on they uh they said kofi was being summoned to mr mcmahon's office concerning the wwe championship match for tonight so that was a a little thread that they had kind of going out um with the pay-per-view uh yeah, and that, that was nice that they had that thread like there was actually like there was there was a story arc within the pay-per-view mm, and usually exactly. you don't get that usually it's just is the pay-per-views are always kind of in their own little bubble and then and then they're, they're like like we said they rarely properly progress storylines leading up to the other pay-per-views now like as, as in the last year or two and mm-hmm. then you certainly don't see a story arc within the pay-per-view like that's that's very rare nowadays um <laughs> but so it was actually really nice and it added a nice little kind of through arc to, to to kind of pay attention to and it made some of the other stuff that happened like have more stakes it was it was actually it was nice to see and i think it made a big difference yeah i agree do you think that might be you know because of the addition of bruce pritchard now back on the creative team like we mentioned that the last time you know we mentioned that the last time we did a wrestling show he was added back in you know in a creative position um supposedly you know back as vince's right hand man um you know it's been years since he's been a part of the product but he was a big part of creative before and um and like you said we rarely see a storyline thread like this going and leading throughout a pay-per-view um you know usually we get the storylines <laughs> you know if you want to call them that on raw and smackdown leading up to the show and then the show is just a payoff usually just get the matches yeah. um so like you said it was nice to see this thread kind of running through the pay-per-view itself i never would have thought about uh, a bruce pritchard thing but that, that's interesting I, I guess it could be it 
I mean, just by default, I would have said of all the writers, it would probably I would assume it was a Heyman thing, but maybe I shouldn't make that assumption. It could have been. It could have been a Fritchard thing. So who knows? Either way, good call on that one. It made uh, it made this the, the whole thing much more interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to think Heyman's pitching in, but I think, you know, with, with all the shit, he's probably just very happy being a, an on-air talent as opposed to being part of the creative team. Probably better uh, for his relationship with Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> also, you know, I actually recently, not to sidetrack too much, but they had that... um. They had one of those, you know, WWE Network shows, like on the the new ECW, the WWE version of ECW, the relaunch, uh-huh. and uh, it was cool. It was one of those like little hour documentaries, just talking about the relaunch and how you know they were like it was doomed to start, and you know how it came out of the one night stands, and you know how the network was getting involved, and the creative differences with Vince about the show, and and uh, it was pretty interesting, you know, just them talking about the the WWE version of ecw and um and that was when paul basically like he he had to go like you know he was heading up creative uh for that brand but of course you know vince mcmahon gets the final say uh lots of changes you know being made to that original ecw vision and um you know that that december to this member pay-per-view which was like such a such a bomb creatively um you know um the buy rate they said was terrible. I mean, the show itself <laughs> was terrible. Um, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, go back just to kind of peep it. But um, there was a big creative difference with the main event um, and the creative to that. And, and it led to Heyman walking out. So they get a little bit into the details of that, um, of what led to Heyman's walkout. And I think that was the last time he was actually uh, part of the company in a creative role. Like, you know, he was gone for years. And since he's been back, it's just been as an on-air talent. So... Um, just a cool little thing. If I get the name, I'll um I'll hit you up. Uh, I'll put the name uh, yeah in the chat so you could check it out. Because sometimes with uh, some of those shows on the network, you gotta like dig into the menus like to find them. <laughs> it's not it's not all there up on the front page, you know. So, all right. So uh, the first match of the pay per view officially kicking it off was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon, this oddball pairing, uh, getting their rematch against the new champions, the Usos, who won the titles at the last pay-per-view um i I thought this was actually a pretty good match to kick off the pay-per-view and i think the fan reaction uh really helped it you know since the pay-per-view was in cleveland it's the miz's hometown uh very weird to see him getting a baby face reaction (laughs) (laughs) it's weird but it's working for him like they they somehow they managed to turn one of the most natural heels on the roster into into a baby face like good for them man they they did it right mm-hmm. it's very weird to see him getting like that type of reaction but it is his hometown and i think the energy of uh of his hometown helped with the match and the match was solid you know the usos are very good in their own right you know they're I, you know, probably the best the tag team division on both brands has to offer you know um yeah. you know with the revival probably like right behind them but uh you know pretty good match you know considering you know shane's age and you know his penchant for the high risk moves um there was a cool few spots here um you know they weren't victorious you know the miz was trying to he actually one point in the match had a skull crushing finale uh the ref was trying to get shane out of the ring which caused like the delay with him getting to the count uh so they weren't able to secure the three count um there was actually at one point the Miz dove off the top rope to the Usos on the outside like that was impressive because you rarely see the Miz doing any kind of high risk maneuvers right yeah he was doing all sorts of like like stuff off the top rope like that you don't normally see 
It must be because he's a baby face. Baby now. face, like, yeah. That must be what it is. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I was just like, oh shit, you know. Uh, but and and again, like I don't think it works. I don't think this is something you could do long term for the Miz, just because I think just his look, um, just the way he looks. Like I, I don't buy him as a baby face, but um, but again, it, it's because it's how we've seen his character maybe also for so long. But uh, but it was you know just him doing that, pretty impressive. Um, he tried to hit a splash on uh, one of the Usos, and they got their knees up, and they were able to roll Miz up for the three count. So uh, they got the loss here as much as the crowd wanted them to get the victory. Um, so, again, the Usos retained the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and you know Miz and Shane kind of console each other. The Miz's dad was at ringside, so they kind of go and you know get a hug from him. And then before you know it, Shane McMahon turns on the Miz. What do you think of the beatdown? It was... Like, I, I guess it was inevitable. Like, we, we kind of knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And I think the timing of it is a little bit off. Like, it it, it just didn't really feel kind of earned. Like, and I'm sure it's supposed to be, like, some huge, like, ooh, heel turn. But we but knew like, it. We knew it was coming. We knew. Yeah, we knew it was coming. And, like, it, it, they, it they, there wasn't enough, like, build to, like, with them being, like, bros long mm-hmm. enough for this exactly. to be as impactful as they wanted it to be. But... Like it was cool. The, the, like you said, the match itself was pretty cool. There were some 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 unexpected spots, like the like Miz doing the lowdown. Like like who would have thought that he would do that? Like that that's cool. That came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And, and mm-hmm. then move has got a, is having a resurgence between him now and Leo Rush doing it and all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's nice to see back again. And then like that one spot where where Shane kind of did like the hit like the coast to coast onto whichever USA was doing a splash off. Yes, of the, off of the yes, like, that looked brutal that looks nasty <laughs> like <laughs> um and i don't know if it like even if it was anybody else like i don't know if it would have looked any nicer like i think that is just that kind of a high impact move is is gonna look rightfully like oof, that was that was rough <laughs> exactly i mean um, when you got when you got like you know two people you know flying from opposite corners of the ring you know it, you just gotta hope that the timing is good and, and for it to look decent and they and they did a decent job there yeah surprisingly like that, yeah. that that's one that like i'm sure like miz was just gonna go and 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 whichever again whichever uso that was that did it like had to get his timing right because he's the actual trained wrestler and shane is just an old dude trying to <laughs> wrestle for some reason. Um, but, but like, that was a very mm. impressive looking spot and there was some cool stuff in there. And like it, I guess it makes sense why, why Mrs. Dad has been there for the last couple of pay-per-views. Mm. It's just so in the, the heel turn could be even more kind of in quotes, like brutal and, and nasty, but like, it just seems unearned at this point. And I, and I guess it's just that, they wanted Shane to be in WrestleMania. So in order to do that, like he had to have this turn now, mm-hmm. but it, it just seems it, it doesn't feel earned. That's the only way that I can really describe it. It's like, it's yeah, who cares that he turned heel? Like we knew it was coming. Like it was nothing surprising and nothing really emotionally impactful, but this gets Shane in WrestleMania. Now, now he's going to wrestle. I'm sure like uh, yeah. against the Miz and have that match. Um, <laughs> I saw someone post somewhere. They're like, what I want, what I want, and I definitely don't want this. But what that person said they wanted, they wanted like Shane and Vince versus Miz and his dad. <laughs> like, oh no! Just imagine <laughs> something like that would be hilarious to see. That but I really hope they don't do that because there'd be three untrained wrestlers, three untrained people in the ring, <laughs> and the Miz, who's not the greatest wrestler to begin with. Um, 
but it would be very funny to see. <laughs> that would be terrible. Like Vince is just too old now to be kind of doing anything, you know. And I don't know walking down the ring, much less being in the ring. I don't. I don't need to see him wrestle anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like you see it. Like now, when you just see him on television, he, you know, his age. You know, he still, you know, looks good. You could tell he still works out, but you could just see the age is definitely catching up to him. You know, seventy plus at this point. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, no, don't do it. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's not earned, even though this is something we've seen coming for months. They've been doing the storyline for months. I just don't think it's something that's been told very well. Like, you know, like the whole pairing, just first of all, you know, when the Miz coming out of that crown jewel pay-per-view, you know, Shane McMahon winning that best in the world trophy, you know, and um, and that seemed to get the back burner up until very recently, you know. The SmackDown right after this paper, you kind of brought it back while, you know, Shane explained his actions, um, you know, here for what his post-match beatdown. It's just like, like you said, unearned. It didn't seem believable. Just them teaming up in the first place. It seemed awkward. Um, you know, the Miz being the heel, Shane somewhat being that tweener at that point. Cause he, of course he's playing the baby face. Um, but then, you know, coming out of crown jewel and him, you know, replacing Miz last minute, winning the pay-per-view, you know, winning that tournament. Um, it looked like they were kind of going to turn them, you know, they waited until now and it, and you're right. I just think it's not really impactful i just don't think it's been a story that's been told well um and maybe it's just the people you know shane always seems to get a high profile marquee match at wrestlemania they decided to do it this year with the miz um and maybe it's just the miz isn't supposed to be that person like i i don't know and uh and again the miz in this dynamic this baby face dynamic it's something new so you could say it's fresh in that way but it just doesn't seem to work with him like i don't know if this is something they could pull off long term and uh and we've seen shane in both of those roles and he could play both you know masterfully so i don't know we'll see where this goes obviously it's going to lead to a singles match to wrestlemania but it's not uh one of those matches that i'm going to be looking forward to you know on the biggest card of the year so yeah it's already going to be like a really long card and so like that is going to be one that's like that's your piss break match because I don't give a shit about this feud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that should be the pre-show match, and they should put the cruiserweight title match on the main show. You know, they should, but you know they won't. Man, he's a nope. big man. There's no way they're gonna <laughs> let the big man matches not be on the main card. Exactly. I know. I know. We could dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's how I book it. But nope. <laughs> that's yep. That's definitely not happening. So and it's funny too because you know Shane McMahon, you know, having a match on the card, he gets paid as an executive and he's getting paid as a talent as well. So it's like double dipping for um <laughs> for um same same for Triple H. You know, the, he's always getting a WrestleMania um payday and he's getting a payday as a talent, but also a payday as an executive. So it's crazy. Um, there were certain points throughout the pay-per-view where Elias was in the ring, um, you know, singing a song, kind of dissing on the crowd. I, I did like that because uh you know you always in those segments you always expect somebody to come out and you know and somebody did a little bit later on in the pay-per-view but i think uh 
you know, before we forget it, that was just something to mention. In between, almost like an intermission in between some of these matches, we just get, uh, you know, Elias getting some cheap heat on the crowd uh, in the middle of the ring. He's basically like, a, like in the kind of a minstrel role where he just kind of <laughs> recaps things that are going on, but in, in that Elias way, mm. where, he just, where he, he rips on whatever sports team is there. So he's like, we'll rip on LeBron or, or whatever it might be. And it's like Space Jam and all that. <laughs> so like, I think it's like, it's, like he can do that really, really well, and I think he's he's better at those promos than he is in the ring. So I'm cool if this is how he's gonna do it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and do this. It was pretty funny. I enjoyed it, um, even though they were. It was what like he came up with what, like three times. Two, yeah. Two times? yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, and like it was like in between every couple of matches, he'd kind of come out, you know, strum his guitar, say a few things. You know, it's kind of similar to the John Cena gimmick when he was rapping and dissing the crowd, you know, during his entrance. It's somewhat similar um, to that. And it's something that I think that's helped them get over. But um, they just seem to be hot and cold with Elias. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, and, and this is a good role for him because he's over. It's almost like, you know, why put a championship on him? Why, you know, use him in that type of role when he just seems to be getting over like this? But, um, I mean, it worked for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and we'll get to the, the final segment with him in the ring uh, a little bit later. <laughs> um, the next matchup on the card was for... The SmackDown Women's Championship, the champion Asuka defending against Mandy Rose. So um, this was another match kind of out of nowhere because after the last pay-per-view, like Asuka just seemed to disappear. Like even um, actually after the Rumble, like kind of like, you know, she got a, a successful championship defense against Becky Lynch. And she's somewhat been an afterthought because, the you know, the buildup between Becky, Charlotte and Ronda leading into WrestleMania. Um, you know, they had this quick little, you know, setup. I think you know Mandy was able to steal a wing, a win on Oscar on a previous SmackDown with the help of um, you know Sonya Deville, uh, and I guess that was the impetus for this title match here. Um, the match itself, you know, the ladies worked hard, but I didn't think they did a good job like meshing together. Like you know, maybe Mandy Rose isn't ready yet; she might need a little bit more um, time polishing her skills uh, before she's ready to get you know the full spotlight on her because you could definitely see they're building her up towards it. Um, you know, but you know, the match was fine, just just not the prettiest. Uh Asuka retains the title. What do you think? I'm glad Asuka retained the title. I, I think this is a, a ridiculous feud for her to be in. And what actually bugged me the most was that like Asuka didn't need to be there. This is purely just to like sow seeds of of like of of I don't know, like they just sow the seeds of absolution being like breaking up which who cares about that like i don't care that slender deville and and mandy rose are not gonna they're not gelling as a team anymore that doesn't bother me one bit like because they it it, it there's no build for that either like this hasn't really been earned it's not like they've been this superstar team and oh my gosh they're they're look what happened that she cost her the match or whatever Mm -hmm. and and i think it actually makes oscar look worse even though the actual finish was was awesome like she like she basically like she she kicked Mandy Rose in the face and it was like a black mass it was like beautifully <laughs> yeah. done it was perfectly placed but the fact that like she she's only able to hit it after 
after a miscommunication, after she's after Mandy Rose slipped on the on the apron that Sonya Deville threw up for some weird ass reason. Yeah, like, it's, that that it wasn't was, even done well. Like, because yeah. when you look at it, it's like did it, it's like it's almost like that spot when like maybe you know when they whip get whipped to the ropes and the the manager just grabs the leg to try to trip you up. And sometimes they could do it on the wrong person, and they're like, oh, you know, my bad. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it was supposedly her slipping on the the ring apron, like the curtain that was up on the on the ring apron so it was just like that was weird like i did that i, I didn't think that that came off pretty pretty well yeah it, it, it did not it, it was very poorly executed it was it, it made it made oscar look dumb because she could only beat her because of that that because distraction. Messed up. yeah exactly yeah. like and and the fact that like oscar's in this at all is is just ridiculous because like she's the most dominant like female wrestler on all of the wwe brands like her streak in nxt if you count that it was like it was like two years undefeated or whatever and then the she immediately lost that streak when she came to the main roster and she's finally seemingly getting some push and then that is the only real thing is just that i think she got the push because they wanted to have becky in in the in the main event with ronda like and, and so becky and charlotte are basically on a raw for some reason now um, <laughs> in order to just to, to, to get the whole thing with ronda going so that that part of the that that part of the talent pool is gone. So let's give it to Oscar. Great, and then now she's doing nothing, like you said, and she's there to 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 push this weird dissension feud between Absolution. Like, what the hell is that all about? Mm-hmm. There's got to be more that you can have her do than that. Um, so I, I'm glad that she won, and I was pissed off that Mandy Rose of all people beat her like last time. Mm-hmm. So at least at least that didn't happen. But like. To have her just use as as just a utility piece in furthering some stupid feud is 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 dumb. And it's also weird that like they're actually like they they've been a, a tag team. Like Absolution has been a tag team since they got called up. And granted, they lost Paige, um, but like now that you have women's tag belts, why don't you let them be a tag? Why why are you like later on? Was it the late later on in the match like, in the pay per view where like? Beth Phoenix and and like and and Natalia are gonna be a team now. Like what mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna pair them together, but the actual like established tag team is not gonna be a team. Like that that seems very strange to do when you just introduce this women's tag title. So I don't know what's going on with all that. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good point because with those titles being newly introduced, you know, if they're teasing a breakup here with with the villain rose like it's way too soon like again yeah, they've they've done very short-sighted yeah they, they've done nothing like pretty much as a team you know they started as absolution on raw like you said they lost page but you know nothing has been done like in that tag team realm and i and i think it's just that you know they probably got their eyes on mandy rose being like the next trish stratus or something like that or they want her to that's what they want her to be yeah but, she's a blonde they, we, we gotta push them this is wwe yeah and 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 she is man like i mean you know you would you, the way like you said you brought it up you know on the last time we covered wrestling you know the way they emphasize the entrance her entrance and stuff like that yeah. um you know hot you know but it's it might be short-sighted considering they got the, t- the women's tag team titles they are going to be defended across all the brands which um could give you know those titles some competition but they shouldn't be 
you know, so quick to already be ready to break up this tag team, considering that they haven't even done much in that role. Let them breathe a little bit, maybe give them, you know, a tag team title reign, even if it's not that long. And uh, and like, let it breathe another year, build them up another year and until next year. I mean, they're all young. They all got years to go here in the company. Yeah. So um, I think that's something that they should take their time with. Maybe it's just going to be a tease and not something that they're going to do right now. But um. Just the fact that you're seeing it, uh, I agree. It's it's like way too soon, doesn't make sense. Uh, and the impact is not really going to be there. At least that's how I feel, not yet. Yeah. Um, you know. So Asuka retained, and I don't know. We'll see what her direction winds up being leading into WrestleMania. But, um, you know, they're getting like an F when it comes to Asuka's booking. We've been saying it. Um, you brought it up, you know, the with the run that she had in NXT and even in the beginning of her main roster uh, up until that first WrestleMania, when she lost to Charlotte, she's just been booked like shit since then. And yeah. uh, it's unfortunate. So if at all, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's disappeared for long periods of time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're, we'll see what's going to be the status of that championship leading into WrestleMania. Like I don't see, uh, any single contender, so maybe they'll just kind of do like a, a multi women's match for that title. If anything, that that seems to be the lazy way to do it. Uh, one yeah, day they've been doing that a lot lately too. <laughs> yeah, when they have no ideas, that's usually the route they go. So um, the story thread from earlier in the night, you know, we saw Kofi standing outside Vince's office and, you know, just still waiting basically to be seen uh, the new day, you know, they see him there. They're like, what are you doing? He's like waiting out here. They said he was waiting for over an hour. Cause he was summoned to the office, like on the pre-show, um, you know, the new day are like, what the hell? So they just kind of go in and McMahon is like, where the hell have you been? I've been waiting for over an hour, <laughs> you know? So like, uh, but again, nice to see a, a story thread running in the show. And uh, so basically, uh, McMahon gives the impression that he's adding Kofi to the WWE championship match. He tells Kofi to hit the ring, um, for a triple threat match. Cause it's happening now. And, uh, you know, so Kofi heads to the ring, the new day told that they would be banned from ringside. Um, Kofi gets to the ring, but then we find out it's not the WWE championship match. Uh, the bar makes their entrance and it's actually going to be a handicap match against Kofi Kingston. And, uh, to make matters even worse, it's a tornado, uh, tag handicap match, meaning, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus could both be in the ring at the same time and uh they laid a beat down on kofi kingston here uh the fans very upset uh that at one point they were chanting boring um in in the match they obviously were not happy you know with kofi kind of getting screwed out of his championship opportunity here uh it actually even played into the title match a little bit later which we'll get into but uh yeah cesaro and sheamus basically just having their way with kofi here uh despite being banned from ringside Big E and xavier woods did try to come and interfere but also uh kind of coming up from earlier in the evening rusev and nakamura ran out before they were even able to make an impact in the ring and uh cesaro and sheamus finished kofi off with like a double white noise uh but what do you think man i think uh you know I think the purpose here is just to put that heat and sympathy on Kofi Kingston. Like he's getting screwed by Vince McMahon. Everybody wants, you know, now finally after 11 years, you know, Kofi getting an opportunity, you know, based off the injuries of Mustafa Ali. And that's something we could talk about too. Cause this is all last minute shit. This is stuff that I feel like was not in the plans at all. And this is kind of like a direction that they were forced to go coming out of the elimination chamber pay-per-view and, and all the events that happened there. Um, so as much as, 
they as much heat as there was in the arena and the fans kind of shitting on the match itself because you know Kofi was getting beat down. Um, it's all to get heat on Kofi so you could see him, you know, come out victorious, most likely at WrestleMania if he actually gets the title match there. So so what do you think? So so it's interesting. And 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 um I I dig it. Like I, I like that they're that they're running with this Kofi push. It seems an odd way to do it. Like I don't really understand what Vince's character is with all this. How he he everybody Becky finally gets put into the main event and then and then Vince pulls her out and then and then Kofi finally get, get, get started to get his push, and then and then Vince pulls him out. Like I don't know what that whole what what his character is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little weird there. Um, but like if if you're talking about like you said trying to get the sympathy on Kofi and really giving him that push so he can ultimately get that that match at WrestleMania, like they're being super successful as far as that goes. Like they're they're really making it so that like everybody loves fucking Kofi now like he is <laughs> like what Becky used to be and that's we can talk about that too like it's unfortunate that like she's cooled down significantly because they mm-hmm. keep messing with that storyline but like Kofi is as hot as Becky was like everyone is going crazy for Kofi deservedly so I'm very happy for him and it's great um but like this just seems a, a very strange story that I don't quite understand yet mm-hmm. um and I kind of like I'm I'm I don't know why the bar is the one that was in this role. Like I it it just seemed a little strange, and and that match did seem kind of boring. And 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 ultimately, like in the execution of it, even though it was successful, it's just that you never want the crowd to be like this is boring. Like you don't you never want them to. Yeah. There probably was a better way to do it. Like I don't really know what it would have been, but like the. The two on one is probably just it seemed almost too unfair. And there was there was there's really no offense that Kofi was able to even get going. And so it made it a little like awkward. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he was able to mount somewhat of a comeback, like he, a few, at a few points throughout the match, um, it would kind of make the fans a little bit more vested. Like maybe if it would have been like a tag team handicap match, you could have some points in the match where it's like, okay, Kofi, like in the gauntlet match, you know, he wound up yeah. being able to run through two or three opponents and it was like, oh shit, you know, but here it was just a straight up beat down, like no hope. You know, so it, the crowd was deflated and they just shat on it, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that's that was just, even though it ultimately worked out for the for giving him the sympathy, I think it was executed a little bit off just because of that. Like, it made the crowd, like, not into it. They didn't like it that he was getting beaten down. And it wasn't, like, heel heat. Like, they didn't like it. It was just, like, it was legitimate, like, come on, man. What, what the hell is this? Like, it was, it was just when you, it kind of takes you out of it and you start to question things. And you don't you ever really want that. Yeah, um, so I agree. So I think it was just kind of, kind of there. Uh, but again, it did it did serve to, to kind of push the storyline, the of the the overall storyline, and it kind of went forward, even through this pay per view into into like SmackDown the next uh, the, the next week. Like so, it, they're ultimately successful in execution, a little bit off. Yep, yep, and and just to discuss the angle coming out of it, because again, things still unfolding towards WrestleMania, but you know. You know, they got the beat down here. Kofi didn't get his championship opportunity, but uh, he confronted Mr. McMahon on the SmackDown following this show uh, and basically asked what the hell he has to do for an opportunity. And uh, McMahon put him basically in another gauntlet match. And for him to get a championship match at WrestleMania, he has to go through five major SmackDown superstars. Uh, I think it's the bar. 
uh, Randy, Samoa Joe, and I think there's maybe one other person. It's another, uh, what's his name? Uh, another heel Rowan. in there. Rowan. I think Rowan. Yeah, so he has to defeat every single person in order to get that championship match. So it's going to be interesting to see because it's almost like, well, he's going to do it. You know, it's obvious. He's going to overcome the odds, but you don't know. Like, we still have a few weeks. Um, they could screw him and then, you know, give him another opportunity to next week and screw him again. Um, but I think they're going to give Kofi the beat down. But I think just like Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania 30, you know, they're going to put him up against the odds, but he'll get the title opportunity, and then we'll see what they do at WrestleMania. Like, if they do give him the title victory, I mean, I think it would be incredible um, for him, like an incredible WrestleMania moment. He has been here for a long time. He's won every single championship except the world title in the company. So, I mean, it would be a crowning achievement, like, after so long, and especially... Yeah, like, and, and it being so unexpected, this is all coming off the injuries of Mustafa Ali. Like, he had a bruised tailbone. He caught a concussion. They So, basically, they had to remove him from his spot, the elimination chamber, and they, they needed somebody to fill the spot, and they put Kofi in there last minute and basically just slotted him into this Mustafa Ali storyline. And just because Kofi's been there so long and he's so respected um now you have like this magical story of like now Kofi like having to overcome the odds and maybe finally getting his moment this i don't think was planned because it came off the injury but isn't that incredible like now it's, like it's this nuts. is yeah this, this is going to be a major angle now on the biggest show of the year last like, minute i i never would have thought like Let's say Mustafa Ali didn't get injured and he was still in this whole thing. Like, there would be no question. I think it would be him. It would be him. It wouldn't be Kofi. It would be him. But do you think <laughs> that they, they wouldn't? They, they're not going to put the belt on Mustafa yet. I would have said there's no way that Brian's going to lose his belt at WrestleMania. But now, I'm like, oh shit, he might lose the belt. They might put it on Kofi. And if they don't, I'll be, I'll be pretty upset. Like with with the way that just based on how they've been building this so far, like he's been screwed so many times. If he makes it and gets that match, they've got to put it on him. But like, they would. Ne- I, I never would have thought that they would do that with Mustafa Ali at this point. It would have been a great match. Like he would have been pushed, and he would have been super over and all that kind of stuff. But like, that they- never would have crossed my mind. Now I'm like, oh man, Daniel Bryan might lose his belt at WrestleMania. How crazy <laughs> would that be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the original plan was, you know, that gauntlet match that we saw on SmackDown. And, you know, Kofi getting those wins, like he pinned Daniel Bryan. I think, you know, I think he pinned somebody else and then he he was finally beaten um, eventually. But he had such a good showing. Like they said that was for Mustafa Ali. And then him him basically being the the last one in the chamber with Daniel Bryan with an impressive showing, that was going to be for Mustafa Ali. And then I think Mustafa Ali was going to get the title shot at this pay-per-view one-on-one with Daniel Bryan. And then supposedly it was going to be um kevin owens getting the wrestlemania title shot like he was going to return from injury and get that title shot but it looks like they've just gone in another direction just based off uh the injuries to ali and now the the swelling of support that kofi's getting so it's pretty interesting um these last minute you know occurrences on smackdown have just made that like made what's going on there like a lot more interesting you know it really has and and i think that that level of like not predict non-predictability has really made that a, a very intriguing show to watch and like you don't know what's going to happen and it has helped that like they've got great act like in-ring actors that like so like it's like all their talent knows their characters really well 
And so like they they know where they're going and they know how to play all that stuff off. And so it's made it like very interesting TV to watch. Like what, what are they gonna do next? Like I don't now I don't know. With Raw, you know exactly where all this stuff is gonna go with Raw, with the exception of now Roman Reigns, because that's new. And I guess yep. now now Dean, because who knows? But like everything else, you know exactly how those matches are gonna play out on Raw. But on SmackDown, because of all this stuff, like it's it's a very exciting show, and all the matches and the storylines that they do, you don't know what's gonna happen. It's great. <laughs> yep, a lot of things in flux, and when you can't really tell what's going on, that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. So, uh, the next match up on the pay per view was a triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So the champions, the Revival, uh, newly crowned a few weeks ago on Raw, defending against the former champions Gable and Rude, and the new team to Monday Night Raw from NXT Ricochet and Alistair Black. This uh, this match was pretty good. This kind of reminded me of of how we gush over the the tag team matches in you know during the NXT takeovers that it usually tends to be so good. Um, considering all these guys are NXT alumni, I felt like they kind of put on a similar type of match. Uh, very exciting. You know, all the guys in here put in work. Um, and uh, the revival. You know, even though the past few weeks on Raw, they've been getting shit on and, and not really getting wins despite being the champions. Uh, they were able to pull out the victory here and retain. Uh, what did you think? It was a good match. Like surprisingly good. The, the ending seemed a little weird to me, but like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like, like the post-match angle, I guess is the part that seemed a little weird to me, but like, it was good. I, I was impressed that they, they let each of the teams kind of breathe. I think that again, it would have been, if they had been, if they had done the raw tag team, division better like over the last year or so this would have been even more awesome Uh but because like nobody really cares about rude and gable and only like the real fans that that have been watching the revival for a while really know how good the revival are and and love that they're champions now like Uh it could have been this could have been it it, could have been like when they were all in their nxt heyday like this triple threat tag match would have been incredible it would have blown it would have blown the roof off off of the stadium yep. but like now as it, as it was now it was a really good match and it was fun to watch and everything was good but again like the impact was it it, it wasn't as good as it should have been and, and and that's only because i know how they were all in nxt that like i i feel a little bit of disappointment but in in a vacuum good match really good match spotlighted all of them a lot of really good kind of gut wrench, um, gut wrench like suplexes in, in there and, and all that kind of stuff, which which I always love seeing because it shows how good some of these guys are. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool, a lot of great spots from from Ricochet and 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 from Alistair Black, which is a good spotlight for them. And it allowed Gable and Rude to actually do some some tag team tandem offense, which is good. And it shows how good they can be. I just wish it would have like it makes me wish that it makes me pine for them to have been better utilized throughout the year as well i guess is all it is but still a good showing and i and i, and I dig it and, uh, and and i'm glad they had a good showing to kind of spotlight everybody in that match yeah yeah i felt like this is probably maybe the best match um as far as in-ring action on the card like so far um and yeah like you said like this is definitely something that should have turned out maybe better like storyline wise but this is i think it's definitely a rebuilding of the raw tag team division right now on raw like from when the revival won those titles and now you know obviously it was supposed to be champa and gargano but you know because of the injury to champa um they basically slotted ricochet and alistair black in that slot 
and uh and it's been good like it's been yeah those cool. two are so good that they've been able to jump in as if it was always intended this way yeah like, also, like they're they're so good that they're like okay yeah we'll do it we'll we'll we'll, we'll run with this Let, let's do it and and it's been awesome like they, they've had they've each been able to shine and had good spotlight spots and i mean i don't know why they're a tag team but like but but great that they're getting the, this kind of exposure so i'm so i'm happy for them that way yeah, that's really the only thing that you might say was a disappointment. Because obviously, if the injury, if Champa wouldn't have caught the injury, um, we'd see DIY in this tag team spot. And imagine and, that match. And <laughs> that imagine, yeah, exactly. Like imagine them in this match with Rude and Gable and Revival. Like that would have been excellent. And then you would think that. Alistair Black and Ricochet would have kind of been on their separate paths in the singles division. So it sucks that they kind of have to be kind of pigeonholed into this tag team spot at first, um, you know, because maybe there were plans to do more with the, both of those guys in a singles capacity. Um, but, you know, like you said, they were able to slot them in pretty naturally. And I think because of the storyline going on in NXT with the Dusty Classic going on and they actually teamed up in that tournament, um, it actually seems to be pretty natural um, for them to be teaming up here. And um, and again, and even though, you know, it probably wasn't originally intended, it, it was a clean slot in uh, for them to take the spot of DIY, um, DIY because of the injury to Champa. Um, so that's unfortunate. Uh, NXT storylines went in a new direction um, over the past week also following his injury because he had to get neck surgery and he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. So that sucks. Yeah, how much does that suck? Like yeah. It, it it sucks for for him of course to be like at, at his absolute highest spot in in WWE to have to get pulled like this for a long time. But it also sucks just as fans that like this is we literally got to the very end of the storyline and well, now we can't see the end of it. Like yeah. that's that's that sucks all around. But um but I mean like Best of luck with his recovery. Like, I like he. I really hope that he comes back stronger than ever. And in his last injury, like they, they were able to work that in the storyline, and and it was it was fine. Like it was cool. Hopefully, they'll be able to do something similar um, with with him having to be out again now. Like, hopefully, it'll still work out. I I hope so. I agree that the injury the last time, even though it was unfortunate, I think it did help the storyline overall. Um, but this time, like you said, this was supposed to be the conclusion. So when he comes back, it's going to be a different dynamic. Like it's not going to be the same because of the time that's passed. So yeah. um, I think they might just have to wind up scrapping it. And I mean, and we'll see where they go, but it, it would definitely won't be the same. Like if they would have been able to conclude it here, especially on the biggest wrestling weekend of the year. I mean, that was going to be yeah. WrestleMania weekend. So it just sucks um, with Ricochet and Alistair Black being on the, the main brands over the past few weeks. as they're also making appearances on SmackDown. Um, I think that's going to be the plan until, the shakeup post WrestleMania, I think after that they'll probably you know settle on uh, on one of the one or brand or the other. But how do you think? Uh, what do you think of just seeing them on the main brands so far? I like seeing it, and I think the in general, um, I, I think uh, f unfortunately for DIY and and for both of them because I love them, I think it's worked out in the favor of uh, of Black and Ricochet because. Basically, they they've they've been able to be spotlighted spotlighted on both shows. Where I would imagine, if all four of them were still were still active, like that would have been split up a little bit. 
Um, and so that it's really been, it's really allowed them to kind of spotlight themselves and, um, and just use, I mean, again, they're, they're both great. So like they've been able to really show why they're so good. And I think it has also allowed them to like, I, like when, when black first appeared, like when he, when he first was there, like they were having him cut all these promos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not how you push Alistair black. You let that dude just be silent and then fucking black mass everybody. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. that's how he gets over with that devastating move. And they've, they've really, he hasn't done a lot of promos since then. And they've really protected that move, like just kind of being able to do it, like kind of out of nowhere, and then just and then that's how he wins all his matches. Like, good, that's how you really got to do it, and it's allowed them to kind of course correct a little bit um, mm-hmm. on how they're presenting him, and I think that's good, and I think it's it's good, and and, and I mean Ricochet is just a, a human highlight reel, man. That guy is just just let that guy go, and he'll be able to to bring anybody around to him, also. <laughs> so like. It's been good, and I think they've benefited um, by by the by the Champa injury, um, and, and and I hate to say it that way, but like that, like like it's it's been good for their development on the on the main roster. So I think it's good there, because I thought it was uh, heaven forbid, like they like those those two or God, like these these four all in total would have gone the way of like. EC3, Heavy Machinery, Lars Sullivan, like, like whatever, like that whole, ca- that, that class, that uh, uh-huh. six, like what the hell has been going on with them? At least they've been doing it right for these four or actually just these two for now. At least they've gotten it better with those guys. Yeah. Wasn't it funny that those guys got the video packages like in <laughs> like late November and December, like these six or whatever coming to Raw and SmackDown and you've barely seen them and, you know, they debuted these four like and unfortunately now it's just been black and ricochet because of the injury but like now they're getting spotlighted instead of the, the six that they touted originally um i heard rumors supposedly i don't know ec3 in the doghouse i think he was in the match on main <laughs> event and and lost so like i don't know so, so something's going on there you know or because or else they would be using him in a in a better capacity because i mean he got a win over dean ambrose on raw and then the next week he kind of lost to him but like in a kind of fluke way and then they kind of just dropped the storyline and you haven't really seen him since that's you true, know? like he's not he's not the best wrestler but that guy can cut a promo and he looks good like he, he's exactly what like the the raw prototype like superstar is yep. i'm shocked that they have not pushed him because he's a good character he looks he looks good like i don't i, I don't I don't know why they haven't pushed him. It's very, very strange that they have not let him talk yet on the, on Raw. <laughs> something, yeah. There's definitely something going on there, and that's unfortunate. I feel like they might shoot themselves in the foot. Like sometimes, like I've heard like rumors also about like Leo Rush having um, supposed like backstage shit being, you know, I don't know, maybe misinterpreted or whatever by certain other people, um, and, and and in a way that could kind of like affect your push on screen. But they, they're sh- they're shooting themselves in the foot when they do that though, because they they're, they're just limiting the potential of a superstar that they might have on their hands. Like, what if you know that was the Rock and they held down the Rock like that? Oh, yeah, because, man. you know what I'm saying? Because because of whatever, you know, it's like you got to give these guys like a chance. You know, like not everybody's gonna get along. Um, again, I, it's unsubstantiated, like what I heard about EC3. I don't know if it's like that for sure, but I mean, you you featured him for a couple of weeks on Raw, pretty prominent. Like again, I know Ambrose is on his way out, but you gave the guy a win over him. And now he's not 
you know, the past, what, like two or three weeks, he hasn't even been featured. So uh, that's just, it makes me scratch my head when they make decisions like that. So Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So we got sidetracked a little bit, but the next match for the, uh, oh, and the Revival, I think we did say uh, they, you know, retained the titles with a Shatter Machine. So, um, oh, and, and that's another thing also, maybe like a blessing in disguise. I think since there was nothing really going on with the tag division anyway, um, it might actually be a good area to spotlight Black and Ricochet because um, they could pretty much give them wins over like all the guys that they do have in that division. Um, they're all pretty solid workhorses. It's just a way to spotlight them. And then you could just spotlight them in that way for now until they're ready to split them off um, into singles uh, yeah. for either of them. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do uh, post WrestleMania. Uh, the next matchup was uh, actually a rematch from SmackDown. I think you mentioned earlier Andrade and Rey Mysterio were supposedly supposed to have a match on the pre-show. Again, so, you know, the SmackDown card uh, in flux because it wound up becoming a fatal four-way rematch for the United States Championship. Samoa Joe on the SmackDown uh, prior to this pay-per-view surprisingly won the U.S. title from R-Truth in the Fatal 4-Way, winning his first gold in the main roster of WWE, finally, right? After fucking years. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's a good spot, you know, unfortunately it wasn't the world title, but I think he's going to show them, uh, you know, what basically you could be doing with Joe, like as that main heel with the, with the top title on the brand. Um, you know, he cuts a fucking hell of a promo. Um, and even though again, his look, it, it, it might not be the most ideal look to maybe the people making decisions in the back, but in the ring, he's fucking great. He's fucking over with the crowd. You hear every time he makes his entrance, the crowd erupts into Joe, 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 Joe. And, um, and he gets to win here, retaining the title, um, choking out, I believe, Ray Mysterio. So, uh, what do you think? I like this, probably my favorite match in the card. I think, mm-hmm. uh, this was, this was a really, really good match. And, um, even though, like, uh, it, it's it's weird that like they keep having all these fatal four ways for the title. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what that's all about, and I feel bad for 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 truth because like he did the open the 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 U.S. Open challenge or whatever, <laughs> and then like so the first person I think it was it was Andrade came out like okay cool they're gonna have a match, and then just because Ray wanted to come out he came out too, and they're like okay we'll have all three of you fight. Like I don't know when that happened where like <laughs> they allowed as many people as they wanted to to come out and and battle for the title. But all that aside, like these four were great together, and mm-hmm. and like Ray and Andrade are always amazing. So I, any any matchup with them, I'm 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 happy to see. And Truth is always entertaining in the ring. Like that guy is, I don't know how old that guy is, but he's amazingly athletic still for being around as long as he has. And he's, he's in still, his mid forties, like mid forties at this point. Like oh. he's still he's still super mm-hmm. athletic and, and super good in the ring. And then, like you said, Joe is is incredible in the ring. Like his his knowledge of that character, and then his ring psychology while he's in there, and his ability to back it all up is just amazing. And I hope they keep the title on him mm-hmm. because this was a hell of a match, and they all got to, to kind of work in their own style, and it and it gelled all together, and it just worked out really really well. Everything everything about this was great, um, and and that I, like. Even they, they they had all the, the kind of your your kind of TNA spots where they would all kind of like be, be the, the, your tower of power kind of things where they would mm-hmm. all like three or four people would be doing a move. It was like some crazy move that they'd all do, and it, it still looked good. It was still fun, 
Yeah. And and I thought it was great. And I hope they keep this title on on Joe as long as they can because like that guy can really run with it and he can bring some some luster back to the title because when it was recently when it was Nakamura, when it was Rusev or whatever, like it was never on pay-per-views. It was never on the shows or anything like that. Like nope. it was like this, this can bring, bring some, some glory back to that title. And I think it'll actually, I think it's needed to actually get this going again and to actually make it work the way that it should to, 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 to give that, that title some credence. Exactly. And, and because it's kind of more of that workhorse title, kind of like the IC title is considered. Um, and since it's not the main title, you know, maybe it go, could go under the radar of sometimes the, the higher ups that might overlook a talent like Joe sometimes. I mean, you know, Joe was putting on, you know, those phenomenal series of matches with AJ, you know, for the WWE championship. And as great as it was to see Joe in those, in that spot, he wasn't winning those matches. You know, he lost every single time. Um, yeah, but put on a great performance every single time. And, uh, you know, so he, he's dropped down to the mid card here. But I mean, these challengers here in the match, um, a great, you know, selection of talent if he's going to be defending that U.S. title. And, and I agree with you. I hope to keep the title on him um, because I think that's a run where you could just basically see him uh, getting that ball and he's going to carry it and, you know, score a touchdown every single time. He's just that type of talent. Um, and SmackDown is that type of show. You know, it doesn't get as much as much love as Raw. So that's kind of like a show you could kind of stay under the radar and do your thing and, and, and build. If he hasn't had a fan base with the WWE universe to this point, now they'll notice who he is now. So, uh, you know, we'll see. And uh, but I mean, he's over because you could just hear it in his entrance. Like he, he just doesn't get the push that seems to match how over he is with the rest of the audience. So hopefully he gets it here with this championship. Uh, it definitely was a step up from the the fatal four way match from the prior Tuesday on SmackDown. And uh, like you said, it was great. And uh, Joe retained. So uh, we'll see where they go with him uh, from here on out. The next match for the women's tag team titles, Sasha Banks and Bailey putting on their first title defense against uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. Ugh. What do you think? <laughs> right? <laughs> it just is a, a lot of botches in this match, so sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and like it was, it was mostly just angle. It seems because it was all about, or it, it seemingly was all all about just trying to introduce Beth Phoenix and and Natalia at the end um, a, a, as a tag team. Which is just weird, and and like I don't know, like I I, I wish they would stop pushing, like the the, the what do they call them? Like the, the Samoan whatever. Uh, I, I forgot what they called it at uh, during Elimination Chamber, but like but, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina are not a great team together. I, I get what they're trying to do, and I get that they're trying to push them as these powerhouses mm-hmm. uh, on the women's roster, but they're not. They're, their in ring talent is is not good enough to warrant that level of a push it's, it's kind of like Manny Rose again like mm-hmm. they're, they're not good enough to do that and not only are they not are they themselves not good enough but they're like their sloppiness makes the other people that, that are good enough look worse and and it, and it makes the sequences look really awkward when 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 Nia Jax can't catch someone well or when she can't, <laughs> she can't do the moves correctly or whatever and then she just kind of keeps trying like it's just like she, it seems that she can't like improvise well enough to, mm-hmm. to, to cover or to recover from 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 a missed spot that it just makes it look 
even more awkward that she's just gonna gotta keep trying and keep going with the same thing that that didn't work out already. So it, like, it just it just seems it seems weird that they keep getting the push like that and i wish they would stop <laughs> there are a lot of talented people on that a lot of talented women on that roster that seemingly are not getting the spotlight because they keep pushing those two and i think it's it, it's uh, it seems like a waste yeah yeah and i think then some of that talent has let it be known like i think when they originally announced this match and they said it was going to be nia jackson tamina getting the title shot at fast lane i think um sonya deville like had tweeted something out like, huh? Like, you know what I'm like really? Like, cause they, it, it seemed like in the chamber, the storyline was circling like around them, you know? So, yeah. it's, so it's like, it should have naturally kind of continued off of that. And they were just kind of forgotten about, you yeah. know, it's, it's uh, weird. Yeah. Again, probably cause they're trying to maybe go in a singles direction with Mandy Rose, you know? So, um, but again, that goes to the, the flux we were speaking about with the storylines going on on SmackDown. So, yeah, the match the match was sloppy. Um, the champions retained, so uh, I think this is the first time in the in the main roster that you could say Sasha Banks defended a title. You know, I think <laughs> she's true. You know, she's a four time women's champion, but every time she's you know she's lost a title, like on her first title defense. Yeah, that's right. This means that she couldn't defend it. it. Like between her and Charlotte, like they they're multi time champions because they kept losing it the next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they were flipping it back and forth. So, um, so the champions retained and. Uh, you know, like you said, hopefully they just bump Nia Jax and Samina down the card. Like, like enough is enough. Like it's, it's just weird. Like, so, so champs were chained, which is great, and then, and then they just got beat down by by the heels. They got they, they yeah. got beat down at the end by by Jax and Tamina, and then they beat down Beth Phoenix, which which brought Natalia out with her new best friend. Like, yeah, that, that's that, that's her only character apparently is. You beat up my best friend over here. We're a team now. Like I'm tired of that as well. But it seems weird. Like why why would you have I don't get it. I don't understand the 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 point of this of this storyline if this if it even is one. This might be something maybe they might be building up uh and I hopefully not, but it might be something for WrestleMania. They might have uh Beth Phoenix kind of come out of retirement, you know, one time, team up with Natalia, either against Nia Jax and Tamina, like uh as a tag, and that'll be a match on the card, or maybe they'll do like a triple threat for the yeah. tag titles, I you know. Think that's more likely. If not, it'll be a f- I can't think of any other team that they might have to de- to defend also. So it probably will be a triple threat for the for the women's title. Yeah. So I you know, we'll see. The the titles will definitely be defended. You know, we just got a I don't think we've gotten any indication as of yet as far as like the storylines for those belts leading into WrestleMania. So uh we'll see, but it definitely looks like Beth Phoenix will be making a comeback uh for at least a shot at the at the big show at WrestleMania. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But the, the heels did get their heat back. They, you know, got the post match beat down, like you said. You know, Natalia comes out. Um, I think they, you know, caught the beat down themselves. So we'll see how this all plays out on the shows leading up to WrestleMania. Uh, next up, the WWE Championship match originally supposed to be Kevin Owens against Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, as they're saying. <laughs> um, earlier in the night, Mr. McMahon said it was going to be a triple threat. The announcer did announce it as a triple threat match, uh, and we come to find out it was Mustafa Ali getting that third spot in the match. Um, these guys were left in a pretty bad position because, you know, the fans wanted to see Kofi. 
And uh, unfortunately, you know, in the beginning of the match, the crowd was just sort of shitting on them, you know, chanting, we want Kofi, we want Kofi. They weren't really um, too into the match, but the talent of these guys and the kind of match they put on, they they won the crowd over. And um, the crowd, you could see, uh, eventually got into the matchup. It was yeah. really, really good. Uh, what do you think? It was, it, agreed. It, it was another very good match. And then, and it, it was almost like, Things were with with Rhonda uh, for a bit there. It was like everyone just booed her because she wasn't Becky, and it was it kind of was the same thing here where they just booed because it wasn't Kofi and Kofi mm-hmm. is still over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, these three are all great wrestlers. So so they ended up kind of bringing things around. I'm glad that that kind of Mustafa Ali was kind of just kind of brought right back into into a, a good spot on mm-hmm. on the card and, mm-hmm. and and in the on, on the the heavyweight like kind or the the main the, the main championship picture um but i almost feel bad for him because he is forever gonna be not not forever but like during at least during this part he's gonna get the boo because he's not kofi even mm-hmm. though he was the one that was supposed to get the to get that push in the beginning um mm-hmm. but i think i think he he'll he'll shrug it off and he he seems the type that i'd be like it's okay i'll i'll i'll, I'll get them around if it takes a little longer I'm good with it, and he he seems to be that kind of a of a worker. So I think that that part is great um, that that he seems to be willing to to do that. He has no choice, man. Kofi just swooped <laughs> in and took his storyline. <laughs> like so, yeah, but he seems the type that hopefully he doesn't feel upset about it because I think he's still gonna keep trying his ass off. It's not like it doesn't seem like it's gonna it's gonna go the way of Braun Strowman where like he had this huge push and then like because of circumstances that were kind of beyond his control. Like he, he's now just kind of floundering in the kind of the mid card area. Mm-hmm. Now he seems like he's still going to be like, I'm good. I'll, I'll keep pushing. He still seems hungry enough that he's, that he's going to keep trying. And I think he, and I think that's good for his character also. Cause he's like a great kind of underdog character. He's the, the person that you root for in the match after he's getting beaten down by a heel. Like he's the one that can make, he can always spark a great comeback and a, and a good hot tag. So, I think it's uh, I think it'll still work out well for him. At least I hope so, because mm-hmm. he is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And like, man, like the, he he can sell a move. He's like Sasha Banks, man. Like, he, like the moves look <laughs> awesome when done on him. Like, he, he makes the he really makes those moves look great. Like at the very end, when like Daniel Bryan, the gave knee. Him, oh, oh my god, nasty. yeah, yeah, that was so good. Especially they showed it on slow mo in the replay. Yeah. It great like like him him and, and like I said sasha banks ricochet like he they make these moves when done to them like they sell so well that like 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 they're they're, they're a talent just on that level alone because like the, the moves look great when performed on them and can they can do moves well in the ring as well so like it's mm-hmm. just i hope he keeps getting this push because he deserves it for sure <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, um, and, and and Owens is always great. It's good to see him back. Yep. He seemingly definitely is like a, a face now, mm-hmm. which is a little weird, but I but I but I like it. Uh, even though I think he's also a great heel, but like I think anyone like is I guess is is the stunner like in his arsenal now? Like is yeah, that, yeah. I guess that's like gonna it. be. I guess that's gonna be try to be. They're gonna try to make that his finisher now, which is cool. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with it, mm-hmm. uh, but like. That guy's got he, he's so innovative with his moveset. Like it I, I again I kind of feel like ah oh, 
just because he could do so much other stuff. But I'm, but but I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. Like it's, it's cool. It's good. I'm good with it. Um, but yeah, like, they, like he has so many other moves that he could also do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, the stuff is like, you know, exactly. Like we've seen him in Ring of Honor. We've seen him in PWG. Like we know what he could do. Like he doesn't do a fraction of this stuff. Um, and and like you said, the the baby face dynamic with him is a little weird uh, because he plays such a great heel. Um, I don't know if it's going to last long. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was good seeing him, like seeing him make his entrance, like, uh, you know, the match, like his role here in the match was really, really good. Uh, the match itself, um, like you said, with Mustafa Ali, just with the selling, you know, that knee, uh, that Daniel Bryan won the match with, uh, <laughs> incredible. Like spun him you around know? in midair. Like it's crazy. Yeah, like it, how, how he was able to do that. I mean, it, it's just a testament to the talent, like of all these guys. And again, you know, like Samoa Joe, you know, Kevin Owens doesn't have that typical, you know, prototype WWE body that they would want, like that EC3 type build. But he has that talent. He has that it factor that almost yeah. can't be explained, can't be taught. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sure he must have felt a certain way because now, you know, he was universal champion, but he's fighting for the WWE championship here. Like, that's the original title in WWE. And, you know, Kevin Owens is a huge wrestling fan. Yeah, um, so yeah. it has to mean something for him to be even in this type of spot. Um, he looked a little bit of emotional in his face when he was like making his entrance. So, uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, you know, coming off this match, uh, you know, the way Daniel Bryan won Mustafa Ali again, like you said, nice to still see him in a title picture. Hopefully they still keep him in the mix. Um, you know, despite kind of Kofi, you know, taking his spot somewhat and, um, and, you know, we're going to be seeing, you know, at least we hope, you know, Kofi and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, Daniel Bryan retains here in a phenomenal matchup. You know, it could have been the main event, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, so. there's a lot of others. They had, they had surprisingly and, and understandably like bigger storylines to try to push for their main event. So I get it. Yep. Yep. The next one was uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Like, uh, this one could have been so much better than what it was. And uh, from what they gave us, you know, pretty decent, you know, but I just felt like the storyline direction that they went with this one um, was a little awkward. Just, uh, you know, again, and I think you alluded to it earlier. It just, it's been so convoluted, so somewhat confusing. Like it's, they didn't need to go this route because coming out of the Royal Rumble, Becky Lynch won. That was awesome how she, you know, she took a spot in there because she wasn't originally in the match. She comes out winning. Um, she gets the one-on-one. Uh, you know, McMahon takes her out of the match, puts Charlotte in. You know, we always kind of knew it was going to be somewhat of a triple threat. Um, uh, you know, but it's just like the way they did it here, they could have gave Becky the straight-up win. I don't know if that would have diminished Charlotte, uh, but they had Ronda kind of come out to cause the DQ victory. So it gets Becky in the match, but it doesn't make Becky look strong. Um, you know, Becky, of course, playing up the storyline injury. She's hobbled here with the leg injury. Uh, that was a major factor, like in the match with Charlotte working on that. And um, I just didn't like the conclusion. And, and you know, now with Ronda Rousey being a heel, um, almost doesn't make a, make sense for her to kind of deck do that. Uh, her motives were explained on Raw. But again, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, like you said, they've kind of taken the luster off Becky a little bit because of some storyline decisions. Uh, what do you think of all this stuff coming out of the pay-per-view? 
Yeah, it was it was basically all angle again, and 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 I get that. I, I understand the need to go with with the angle. Um, but the, yeah, it, my issue is just with how they've done this. Like it's it's there there there's been like I said the the the, the Royal Rumble win and she was, and and Becky was the hottest thing in like all of wrestling for for a while, and then to to see where they are now, it's just it's crazy to see just within a, a month or two. How how different things are now, and it's because they've done so much other unneeded stuff with the storyline. Like there's there's the injury, and then there's the I think there was there was the apology that she had to make, and then she got pulled. Then there was the injury and had to sign like the 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 whatever not responsibility no responsibility clause or whatever that stuff is. And then there was like and then they they introduce other people in, and then there's and then. Rhonda comes in now. Like, 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 there's, there's all sorts of stuff that they didn't need to do. Like, the kind of the suspension. The uh, you're, you're back, and then you're injured, and then you're suspended again, and then, and now I'm, I'm you're, you made it, but we're, we're putting in Charlotte. Like, there's, there's so much circular storytelling here that makes no sense. That ultimately doesn't forward the story at all. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is just, what the hell are they doing? Like, just, just go. Like, they, they this would have been just like the easiest thing to do. And then they decided to just muck it up with with other storyline for some reason mm-hmm. that it just it just doesn't make sense. I think Rhonda is better as a heel in general, so this is much better as a character for her. But kind of the the way they are going about doing it is also still weird. Like 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 I don't really get why this is the way they decided to do it. And and like you said, her being the heel is fine, and 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 it ultimately gets. It gets Becky in in the Rumble or in, in the in the WrestleMania match, but now like it doesn't make her look strong. It it it's just very strange that now the only reason that Becky's in is because of of Ronda and because mm-hmm. of the interference that Ronda had, which is not how you want to do it. Because if you're gonna do it right, Becky should definitely be winning. So I don't know what's going on with all this. Like this is just a very strange storyline that they're telling and a very strange way of doing it it was it was a lock like they, this would have been the easiest thing to do they could have put this one on just autopilot and it would have been amazing but but they decided to add a whole bunch of other shit for no reason <laughs> yeah i think it might it might even be them in a way trying to maybe diminish lynch because they've been playing up the storyline like leg injury right and you know Rhonda came out i think while charlotte had Becky, she was about to put her in the figure eight, like, right? So you would think because of the injury, she's going to tap out. So she would be out, right? Because she had to win the match to get into WrestleMania. And um, so again, it's making, it's not making Becky look strong. And she's the most over fucking thing that you got going on right now. So it's like, why do that? Why put her in that position? Why are you playing it this way? Like, you know, so I don't know. They're shooting themselves in the foot, like in a way. Um, Like like she was she was cleared by her doctors like to to wrestle. And like she the way that she's hobbling, there's no way she'd be cleared to wrestle when she is she can barely walk and barely get up into the ring and all that kind of stuff. It's just the it's it's all weird. Like if if you're gonna play that she's she's barely able to do it, then don't have her don't have that medically cleared part of the storyline in there mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Like it's that just makes all of that seem seem useless. Like there's like a, a useless like three week storyline or three part three weeks of that story that didn't need to be there, and it just added another wrinkle that made this whole thing less impactful. Like it's just it's just dumb. 
<laughs> exactly. And and maybe it worked. Like if you had her overcome the odds and be uh, uh, even if it might make Charlotte look bad. Okay, have her beat Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? Like she might be have the hobble leg, but she still comes out and wins. Um, they, she she wins by disqualification, but she didn't get the definitive win. So it, it's just stupid. It makes her look weak. Um, you know. And then and then the funny thing is is that. You know, like, you know, SmackDown usually does a house show on Mondays when Raw is live, you know. So um, I have read a report that the the SmackDown house show and Becky was competing like um, she was like no selling like the leg, like she was walking like normal, like, wasn't, <laughs> you know, like like if it, like if she was not injured at all, you know, like, of course, it's a non televised event, but um, just weird that they wouldn't, you know play up the storyline the night after she's supposedly still all beat up you know with her leg and all that so um you know like you said just uh they got a few weeks to clean this up so we'll see where they go uh oh and it's funny another funny thing was like i saw a meme like because ronda's promo on raw like the raw the night after this was uh you know nice heel promo but she's like talks so fast like she doesn't give the crowd like time to like react and i saw like a meme like uh online you know saying like ronda's promos and it was like (laughs) (laughs) you know like like she's trying to speed through them you know what i'm saying like instead of like taking her time and being natural with it so yeah um but uh but because of uh the win by disqualification we definitely we definitely know that the wrestlemania raw women's championship match is going to be a triple threat with all three of uh ronda rousey charlotte flair and becky lynch so we'll see is becky will becky lynch get the big victory at wrestlemania you know we'll, we'll see yeah all right and that brings us to the main event the final match final Supposedly last match of the Shield. Uh, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins against the team of Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. And uh, this was a cool match, you know, despite, you know, what you may think of the heels in the match. uh, You know, despite what they've been doing with Dean Ambrose over the past couple of months with the news of him, you know, not re-signing his contract. And they've been, you know, we spoke about it on a previous show. You know, we wondered if they were going to job him out or, you know, what they were going to do. They've definitely been jobbing him out every single Monday. <laughs> um, you know, just uh, still, you know, again, being in these prominent positions, but he's been jo- getting jobbed out uh, pretty much every week. So, but nice to kind of see this, if this is going to be the last time we see them, if he doesn't resign, uh, it was like one of those old school shield, you know, brawls, uh, you know, when they faced the Wyatt family or when they faced evolution, just nice fun match where each member of the shield were basically like able to shine. They all got their spots in, um, you know, all, you know, all just the action in and out of the ring, you know, it's all chaotic. Um, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was really, really good. A nice, you know, main event for the pay-per-view. Of course, you know, they send the fans home happy. Um, the, at the very end of the match with the triple power bomb on Corbin, you know, this was, uh, Roman mate, uh, Roman reigns first match back since, you know, being cleared of, uh, leukemia, you know, his cancer and remission. And, uh, I think this was a, just a nice showcase basically for the shield. If it's going to be for the last time, um, you know, reportedly, as we've said, you know, Ambrose not resigning his contract. So he's going to be leaving the company shortly after WrestleMania. What do you think? It was a good match. And, and, and from a, being from a mark standpoint from a shield mark especially like it was it was really nice to see and a really enjoyable match they i think they did it right they they had like all the, the individual members of the shield kind of getting 
worked over in the beginning, mm-hmm. just mostly to, to so that they could get they could once they finally all got together, it was it was fire, and and that's exactly what it what it was supposed to do, and it's exactly what they did, and it was a lot of fun because we haven't seen this kind of stuff in a long time, and so it was nice to see, and I guess it's it's good that you have them against those three heels, kind of in in the Franken team that they are. I don't know why they're all together. That doesn't make any sense to me why they're together. And it really makes even less <laughs> sense to me why Baron Corbin is like the leader of that team. Cause mm-hmm. if anyone, it should be Drew. Um, cause, cause even this is like, this is, this is cooled down Drew's heat as well at this point. Cause he, yeah. used to be, he was amazing when he, when he, when he came in, uh, came back and when he was with Dolph, like he was awesome there. And, not necessarily because of Dolph, but certainly now with Baron Corbin, like he's certainly less than he was <laughs> than he was there. But like, so it was it was satisfying to see them do all their stuff against those three, particularly, and it was fun. It was good, um, and all the spots that you wanted to see were there. The triple power bomb, the, the the fist bump at the end, the like all three of them kind of approaching the ring from different sides it was uh, that was all fun mm-hmm. all, all that kind of stuff was great they all got to do all their own all, all their signature moves and all that kind of stuff good time really really enjoyable match really fun way to send everything out um but i have to wonder now because they've mentioned so many times in this match because michael cole was really hyping on the fact that like for the last time ever Dean's gonna be going after this. Like they said it, he said it so many times that I'm like, <laughs> did he resign? Did he come? Is he is he gonna stay now? Yeah. Because Roman's back. I wonder if he's staying. Because why like they didn't they, they pushed it so hard that it, it almost seems like it's an angle now. And like not that not that I think that he never le- was gonna leave. I think he legitimately was gonna leave. But mm-hmm. like I think things are different now. And I think I, th- I think things might have changed and I, I would, I would be hopeful that they do and that he does stick around now. It is, a, it's, it's almost like a, a nicer story like to, to have, like because of, because Roman is now back. Like it, it, it ties a, a much nicer bow on, on the whole thing. Like if that's the reason why he's saying is because Roman is back now. And that was the reason there was for the dissension there was because Roman was gone and he's the glue that, that now he's, he's the glue that held, that holds the shield together I think it's a nice way to kind of to, to kind of push that dynamic and to give more reason for for the for Roman to be as kind of pushed as he is because he's the reason why the shield is is a thing now. Like I I, I like that extra added layer um, to to Roman's character and 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 even to Dean now and and all that kind of stuff. I think it could be cool. Um, whether or not they do it, I don't know, but I have a feeling it feels like that's where they're going with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, like you said, this was good to see. Um, it was fun, but again, j- just with the whole situation with Ambrose, um, it also makes it a little weird. And because of you know what happened with Reigns, you know, you know, they did the heel turn the night Roman had to had to leave, and you know that feud with Rollins didn't seem to work out like as well as they thought. Like, I mean, it just seemed because well, they 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 kind of like ruined it. Like, it could have been great. Like the, the heel turn that day would have been fine and they could have kept it going if it was like if if they pushed the story that like because be because Seth like he, he the dean turned because Seth he he left the shield earlier and because of mm-hmm. that now Roman's gone and we could have had all this time together as a brotherhood, but because you left we had less time together and that's why I'm mad at you now. That makes sense. That's yeah. cool for the character, but because they ended up making it just like Dean just turned and 
all of a sudden he had that germaphobe the germaphobe like, yeah like it was weird like getting yeah, the shots in the back, you know, yeah. the shots in the ass and the in the back, like while well, it was yeah. cutting a promo, like it's just weird. Fucking yeah, they, weird. They, they they dropped the ball on that on that whole arc as well, and it could have been great, but but they didn't, and now they just had to drop it for the most part in order to make this reunion work. Mm-hmm. And and I'm kind of glad that he doesn't have that stupid germaphobe thing going anymore. But like, mm-hmm. it's weird, and and it's it just is like, again, it was a missed opportunity that they had to just. Now that well, what about that? Eh, we're not going to do that anymore. We'll just drop that story. Like it just seems odd, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's odd because it just again because it's happening in such a short span of time. Like you know yeah. the, everything that happened with Roman, you know that was about five months ago or so, you know, and now he's back. They did all that with Dean, but now they're like they're flipping it. And they're supposed to be brothers again. I mean, they had a segment on Raw, you know, where um, you know. She uh Dean burned a shield gear, you know, and he's like, yeah. The shield is done, and that's it, never yeah. again, and blah blah blah. And now it's like you turn it around so quick, you know. It was like, Oh, what yeah. happened? I thought everything's supposed to be over. So at just- least they had an episode like where where there was like, is he gonna come back? Is he not gonna come back? And there was some some internal struggle there with mm-hmm. whether or not Dean was gonna come, but one episode was not enough. Like they, they again, it's it doesn't seem earned, it just seems like they they're dropping storylines they had it's not that it, they, they could have had much more story built to this and it would have been much more impactful that they all ended up back together again or whatever like if they made it so like wrestlemania let's say was the one where they all where they all kind of get back together so they had another two or three weeks to make this work out then it would have been awesome like that, that that would have been so much more impressive and it would have meant much more um but i don't know if that's i don't know how that works out with the potential of him leaving like yeah. I don't know when when his contract was up exactly in, in terms of WrestleMania, um, but they could have extended it for like an extra week. Let's say if 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 he would have, in theory, retired or left WWE the week before WrestleMania, I'm sure if they offered to pay him like to for a wrestle like a WrestleMania appearance, like he would have he would have come back. <laughs> and oh yeah. yeah. Um. So like they they could have done this better. Everything seems like shotgun booking. Like it, it's all like all right, let's just put them together. Okay, they're together. Done. Now everyone's happy and we can move forward. Like it, it, it doesn't seem like they put enough effort <laughs> into telling the story right, and that that seems to be kind of the the mo of, of WWE over the past year or so has been just kind of the short term stuff that they're doing, which is cool in the moment, but like could have been so much better. Yeah, man, and and it, it's been really since I could pinpoint it being like SummerSlam, right? Because it, it's Roman finally gets to win over Brock. He wins the Universal Title. He gets his title reign. But then remember, they flip Braun Strowman. You know, yeah. Braun, Braun Strowman's so over. But then you know, I thought we remember initially we thought they were gonna do a heel shield. You know, they reunited the Shield. Oh, that would have been um, great. <laughs> remember, because Roman was trying to, you know, they were, you know, Braun was trying to cash in money in the bank, and they protected. Roman. So it was like, oh, like, are they going to flip it? Like, maybe go bad. And, you know, Braun Strowman's going to be chasing Roman now. Like, but then they flip Braun and he was so over as a face. Like, everybody was behind him. And, you know, they flipped him. He cashes in. He loses, you know, that whole, you know, he loses his title shot because of that whole Brock Lesnar situation. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, so then basically this whole three man team, remember that was Brock in that spot with uh initially was Drew and um and Dolph Ziggler, you know, and then I think they eventually did Braun Strowman and, and Drew McIntyre and like Bobby Lashley when when Strowman was still heel. But then, you know, because 
you know, Roman had to go out to do the leukemia. You know, they flipped Braun Strowman face again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. So, so the back and forth with that, you know, just like this back and forth with Dean. And now, you know, and now like Brock, you know, Braun Strowman's kind of like in limbo now leading into WrestleMania, like, um, because he's not like really in that title picture. And, um, and, and, and thankfully, because I feel like, you know, they've kind of missed their mark with him. You know, like he's done, like in my eyes, as far as like supposed to be like that, you know, being the guy to, to maybe beat Brock Lesnar or beat Roman Reigns. Like it, it, he's just not that one. Yeah, this um, seems, the, the, that whole thing seems to pass at this point. Like, I yeah. don't, it's, it, it doesn't seem like he's anywhere near that anymore. Yeah, but you know, they but they did this whole kind of like three man thing that they did with these heels here. They initially they did that with Braun when they turned them. So I think it's just a lot of the flipping back and forth. Is and you know, they lost Roman, now they got Roman back, so they flipped Dean, and then you know, but now they flipped Dean back, and it's just been happening too much in too short of a span of time. So I, you know, I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, man, just because of everything that happened with Dean recently, I'm like, is he gonna flip? Is something gonna happen? Are they gonna do something? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just like, man, it's just a lot of flux also when it comes to to some of that stuff. And uh, and and obviously they probably it probably would have maybe even been Brock and Roman again for WrestleMania. Um, you know, I don't know if it would have been Seth Rollins in that spot if Roman didn't, you know, um, have to go out due to the cancer, you know, diagnosis. So. I don't know. They, uh, we'll see what happens come this WrestleMania because, uh, you know, again, we don't even know what kind of match Roman's going to be in, you know, leading up to the big show. He's been in the main event for the past, you know, what, four, four or five years at this point. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that streak is finally going to get broken for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but the Shield win here, you know what I'm saying? They got, they got the win over these three. And, uh, you know, so again, you know, we don't know where Dean is at, you know, leading into WrestleMania. We don't know where Roman is at. Um, Lashley, you know, following this match on Raw, regained the Intercontinental title, uh, winning the title back from, you know, Finn Balor. Uh, so, you know, maybe he'll have some type of spot on the WrestleMania card. Um, you know, so storylines, uh, we still have a few weeks for the things to play out leading up to WrestleMania in a few weeks. Uh, but like you said, you know, I remember you telling me before we started recording that, you know, you thought the pay-per-view was pretty solid and, and I was late. I didn't catch it live, but when I caught up with it, I, I agree. I thought it was, uh, you know, again, we say they do so many of these things. Um, but just, you know, with the, some of the storylines they had going on and, uh, and I think, you know, basically the in-ring action, uh, between Raw and SmackDown, there was a lot of very good matches um that wound up being just very good with from the action in the ring and uh so you know bumped fastly enough for me uh as far as like a four-star pay-per-view you know yeah, Pretty yeah good. definitely it was way better than i expected it to be especially being the one that was right before wrestlemania like usually i i didn't expect much from this but it was it ended up being quite good and like i said in there was an, an in in pay-per-view arc and then there was an overall arc that, that is leading to wrestlemania great like that's that's all i really want like with these things i don't i don't want it to just seem like another pay-per-view so we can have another pay-per-view so mm -hmm. that I was very i was overall very satisfied even though sure there were some things that, that i thought were less successful than others overall definitely an enjoyable show yep yep i agree so um we'll be doing this again probably in about three weeks time 
uh, for WrestleMania. I think it's WrestleMania. I don't know if it's 34 or 35 because they don't really number them anymore. Um, but that's happening in my neck of the woods, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So I'm not going to be going to the big show, but I could still get a ticket if I want. I don't know. I'm mulling it over. But um, <laughs> I think uh, I did it for when they did WrestleMania 29 a few years ago when it was John Cena and The Rock in the main event. Um, it was pretty cold being up there in the seat is, uh, you know, during this time, it could still be chilly out here in the city, East coast. So I think I'm going to watch that one from the, the comfort of my own home. <laughs> you know? I don't blame you on that one. It's yeah. going to be a long show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I anticipate that that's going to be a, a nice big long show for us. Uh, and I'm interested, uh, can't wait to talk about it. So before we head out for the, for the night, why don't you let the people out there know where they could find you? Uh, you, can, you can find me, Paul Chu, in the Facebook groups. Uh, fairly active in the Realm of Collectors group there as well. Um, definitely check out the Building Up to It podcast if you are a fan of Lego uh, on the Bricks and the Dollar YouTube channel. Um, also part of the Cool Table Network. Awesome, awesome. I actually just realized uh, we didn't play up that final bit with Elias. Uh, you know, Randy Orton kind of oh, yeah. With an RKO out of nowhere, right? And then AJ Styles came out and um, took out Randy Orton. So they definitely foreshadowed a WrestleMania confrontation within those two. I think that could be like a five-star match on the big show. Could be. Um, it, it, it depends. As long as, as Randy is trying, I think it could be a good match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as man. Long as, he, as long as he gives, puts forth the effort. Uh, and it's not just on cruise control, Randy. I think it, I think it could definitely be good. Yep, no doubt. I agree. All right, we'll talk about it on the next show. Thanks for hanging tonight, and uh, I'll see you on the next one, man. See ya. All right, peace. All right, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that. And once again, I want to thank Paul C. for taking the time to hop on here with me and have a conversation here with me on Verbally Challenge. Really, really appreciate it. Next one up is WrestleMania and just three, four weeks away. So really looking forward to that and can't wait to discuss that and get Paul C. back here on a future episode. And if anybody out there listening enjoyed the conversation and if you want to be on a future episode, you're more than welcome. Just hit me up on social media. You could pretty much find me everywhere at at Harrigan BX. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, and the PlayStation Network, all over social media at Harrigan BX. Before we head out, some quick shout outs. Remember to check out the Realm of Collectors. We have a website, realmofcollectors.com. We're on Facebook as a group, Realm of Collectors, and we're on Instagram at Realm of Collectors. Check out the podcast on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. We've got Enter the Realm and Breaking the Mold, Mondays and Tuesdays, respectively, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern Standard Time, MPSP Theater on Friday nights with Nick Brammer and the rest of the crew around 9 p.m.-ish every single Friday night. Remember to check those shows out on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. And to the round breaking the mold and this show verbally challenged are a proud part of the cool table, so please pull up a chair. It's a network hub for like-minded podcasts, including Shattercast Uncut, Nerd Rage Radio, Plastic Fanatics, Toy Detox, Stasis Lock, Building Up To It, Fresh Communication, Beer and Bolters 40K slash 30K. I think it's 30K now. And eight weeks. We're chaining the thing no more. So I'm going to have to cross that one off the list eventually. <laughs> you can find a cool table on Facebook along with links to all those other awesome podcasts. All right, guys, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you for the download. Thank you for the stream. Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. We'll be back soon, real, real soon with the next episode. All right. So take care. Stay safe. 
Peace out. Alright, sweet. Another one in the books. Gotta figure out what I'm gonna do next week. Gotta figure it out. Gotta figure it out. I think they had a little thing called TFCon. It just happened. I think they made an announcement for the next show. Pretty interesting. Guess we'll see what happens. Should be an eventful week. Alright. Everybody's still listening. Peace. <laughs> Have a safe week, y'all. Yeah.